0: Welcome to SF Sights Audio Podcast. In this review, we're listening to Lord Valentine's Castle by Robert Silverberg, read by Stefan Rudnicki and produced by Blackstone Audiobooks. Lord Valentine's Castle is a sweeping, epic novel that immerses us in the alien world of Majipur, a gigantic, diverse world lush with life and populated by more than a half-dozen alien races. While part of a larger saga, this audiobook stands independently, and we are elegantly and imaginatively introduced to the diverse flora and fauna of Majipur, from the gruff four-limbed skandars to the octopus-like runes, from man-eating plants to intelligent sea dragons. This is a magnificent flight of fancy that mixes the concreteness of science fiction with the vastness of fantasy, achieving the best both the genres have to offer. The story begins with a man named Valentine who has no memory and befriends a peasant boy headed to market. Right away we can tell that there is something special about Valentine, if only by the way he carries himself and his childlike approach to the world. As he rested, he heard pebbles tumbling past
1: him from a higher point on the ridge. Unhurriedly, he looked back the way he had come. A young herdsman had appeared, a boy with straw-colored hair and a freckled face, leading a train of fifteen or twenty mounts down the hill road. They were fat, sleek, purple-skinned beasts, obviously well looked after. The boy's own mount looked older and less plump, a wise and toughened creature. "'Hoy!' he called down to Valentine. "'Where are you bound?' "'Pedruid.' "'And you?' "'The same. "'Bringing these mounts to market. "'Thirsty work it is, too. "'Do you have wine?' "'Some,' Valentine said. "'He tapped the flask at his hip, "'where a fiercer man might wear a weapon. "'Good red mid-country wine. "'I'll be sorry to see the last of it. "'Give me a drink, "'and I'll let you ride into town with me.' Done, said Valentine.
0: When he arrives in town, Valentine meets a troop of jugglers who accidentally discover his hidden talent for juggling. They need a new recruit in a performance scheduled before the High Lord of the Realm, the Coronad, and so Valentine begins his life as a traveling juggler. And so the story might end if it were not for haunting dreams that tell Valentine that there's more to him than just what meets the eye.
1: Give me your hands, and I'll make a speaking for you. She reached for him across the table and grasped, and held him, and after a long while said, You have fallen from a high place, and now you must begin to climb back to it. He grinned. A high place? The highest. The highest place on Majipur, he said lightly, is the summit of Castle Mount. Is that where you would have me climb? There, yes. A very steep ascent you lay upon me. I could spend my entire life reaching and climbing that place. Nevertheless, Lord Valentine, that ascent awaits you, and it is not I who lays it on you. Lord Valentine! Lord Valentine! No, you do me far too much honor, Madame Tisana. Not Lord Valentine. Only Valentine, Valentine the juggler is all, the newest of the troop of Zalzan Cavol the Skandar.
0: By courageously exploring his dreams... Valentine learns a secret about himself that changes everything, and soon he must encourage his traveling companions to abandon the lives they expected to live and to instead follow him on a harrowing adventure that sends them across several of the massive continents of Majupur, across the vast deserts, through hostile territory inhabited by shapeshifters, across dragon-infested waters, to a spiritual shrine, through sprawling labyrinths, and finally marching up a mountain to the soaring castle mount that penetrates the sky itself
1: and now the Army of Restoration was entering the level of the Free Cities. It was possible here, at Bibirun's sweep atop Tolengar Barrier, to look back down the slopes for a view that was still comprehensible, though already unimaginably mighty. Lord Havelbove's wondrous park coiled like a tongue of green just below, curving off toward the east, and beyond it mere grey dots lay Dundalmere and Stippool with just the finest suggestion of the secretive bulk of walled normork visible at the side. Then there was the stupefying downward glide of the land toward Amblemorn and the sources of the glague, and, hazy as dream fog on the horizon, the outlines, more likely than not painted by the imagination alone, of the river and its teeming cities—Nimevan, Mitropond, thraes south gales. Of Macroprosopos and Pendewain there was not even a hint, though Valentine saw the natives of those cities staring long and hard, and pointing with vehemence, telling one another that that hummock, or this nub, was
0: their home. The epic scale of this novel could leave you lost as a reader, but Stefan Rudnicki does an amazing job of telling the story with patience and wonder that it deserves. He tells the scenes of juggling with the full awe that they merit. He explores Valentine's chagrin with its full bitterness and reveals scenes of the vast landscapes of the planet with the same childlike wonder that Valentine has. This is anything but a sword and sorcery novel. While there are some battle scenes, violence is always committed with the greatest of regret. Instead, what drives the story is Valentine's soul-searching and his journey to be himself, which uses the backdrop of a fantastic world to tell it. And what a ride it is. We've been listening to Lord Valentine's Castle by Robert Silverberg, read by Stefan Rudnicki and produced by Blackstone Audiobooks. Reviewing for SF Site, I'm Fred Greenhalgh.